You are listening to Tom Green, a series that joins classes from St. David's Boys National School in Artane as they learn about the life of Irish Antarctic explorer Tom Green from the book Iceman by Michael Smith. Right, you're all very welcome to St. David's Boys National School on the Kilmore Road in Artane. And with me, we've got boys from Mr. Bedford's class. What class, Mr. Bedford, do you teach? Uh, we have third and fourth class, mixed class. Third and fourth, all right, okay, that's great. So around the table we've now got, we've got Alex, we've got Shane, Hi. we've got Samson, Sam, Kyle and, and Ross. You're all very, very welcome, boys, and I look forward to hearing from you shortly. Mr. Bedford, would you introduce uh, the topic you want to talk about, please? Yeah, so after reading The Iceman, uh, the boys, we were inspired um, by looking at Tom Crean as an explorer and we, look, we decided to look at the Vikings oh, as Viking, another, oh, yes. uh, yeah. one of the great explorers of the sea. Absolutely. And of course, the, the Iceman you refer to is the book written by Michael Smith, all about Tom Crean, our own Irish explorer, isn't that right? From, from Anaskal in County Kerry. So... Who would, who's going to what? Which boy is going to speak first? Uh, Alex is going to speak first, and he was looking at the clothes that were worn back then, uh, compared to the clothes that they'd wear now in the Antarctic. Well, well um, back then they would wear, well, wood, woolen hats, right? Woolen scarfs, windproof canvas, uh, well, well, with woolen clothing underneath, reindeer fur gloves with harness, so they are not lost. Windproof canvas trousers with woolen, clo- with woolen clothing underneath. Strong boots with canvas wrap- wrapping so to, keep, to, keep, to keep the wind <coughs> out. And what they would wear in, like, in, like today. Today, right. Well, like a fleece hat, uh, a neck warmer and a face mask. Foundation layers, thick down jacket. Insulation layers, uh, thick, thick down trousers, special boots with inner insulating layers and an outer shell, and a polk modern day sled. So, there's a difference. So, can you imagine the poor um, men way back in Tom Cream's day, you know, over 150 years ago, 115 years ago, say. So, mm-hmm. there's a big, big difference. So I, I, I wouldn't Big like difference. wouldn't like to be using the clothes, just canvas old clothes. Yeah, and one thing we found out about the clothes that wasn't in the book was that sometimes they would freeze and they'd be putting on frozen clothes in the mornings and had to wait for them to tie. I mean, one of the big yeah, problems was that they, they, they would use the woolen clothes, but then they would sweat. And when they would say, when they're pulling the sled, which was very, very heavy, they would sweat. And then when they would stop, that would freeze. So we, we so that's the clothing. So it was a yeah. big, big difference. So the explorers of today would be much more equipped than the men of the past. So Tom Crean had very little to protect himself, really. Very and Shane, well. yeah. Now Shane. Um, well, I was my project, the Viking project. I was doing the weapons, me well. and Calder, and um, we were like doing like these big, huge, heavy axes and all they had, and they had like um ninety centimeters long swords, right, and bows. Like sometimes they sit at the top of the bows and fly on all that. And we have a picture in our, in our minds that Vikings were very savage people. Do you think they were, or what? What were they? I say when they're in battle, they'd be very savage. But like that home, they put the family don't. Yeah. Okay. So that's the impression I get too. They were great uh, travelers, but they were also great um, people to trade, weren't they? You know, yeah. they were great business people, and. 
were the Vikings ever in Ireland? Um, yeah, they were, they were. They were fighting the Celts. Yes. In and in the city we're here yeah. at the moment, Dublin. Apparently, mm. Dublin comes mm. from the, the the first part where the where the Vikings landed. It was called the Black Pool, wasn't mm. it? Uh, near the yeah. um, the Dublin City Copper, uh, the City Council offices now. So, would you have liked to have been a Viking? Mm, yes, yeah, so. Yes, so. So, would you like to go off and then? What, what was the 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 long boat is it? Is that what they're called? Yeah, Sam is going to the long ships. Yeah, yeah. We'll, be, we'll come to that later on, yeah. maybe. So, Kyle, what what sort of weapons did you come across yeah, in your research? I have an axe, a spear, and a bow. A, a bow. bow, a bow arrow. Yeah, a bow and arrow. And would they wear what sort of? Uh, earlier on, we heard about the clothing that uh, Alex was talking about uh, that Tom, that Tom Crean wore. What sort of clothing do you think the Vikings wore? Um, like, probably not as, like, animal skin and all. Very good. Fars, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like animal skin. And would they wear things on their heads, do you think? Um, like, helmets. Yeah. To protect yeah. them in case they get yeah. a belt of somebody else's axe. Sometimes yeah. they, yeah. Wore, and they wore horns with their helmets. Oh, and if someone, if someone, uh, if, if someone gives, if he, they can't use their arms because... Because their arms got chopped off, they can just um, bend down <laughs> and then stick their horns <laughs> like, into like, them. Like a bull. Yeah. Very good. Okay. That's so the, the, the Vikings were great explorers. They We'll come to later how they travelled. but And we, we figured that they were tough guys and women. The women were very tough too, but they were also great traders and good family people. Right, Mr. Bedford. So Ross, Ross was next to speak. And Ross, you were going to talk about when Vikings left their land. Okay, so the so we imagine. So where did the Vikings come from, Mr. Bedford? Uh, so mostly Scandinavia. Scandinavia. So they're going North. to set off now in a boat, and they're going to go someplace. And you're going to tell us, uh, Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. When Vikings left their homelands in the beginning of the Viking Age in the nineteen, well, in the seventeen nineties, they didn't just raid and loose. They did loads of other stuff like get slaves and travel. But at the, when they were home. They're just like normal people, just cooking yes. and making. Yeah. There was a contrast, and wasn't there, between them? The Fishermen yeah. as well yeah. was a big thing. Yeah. Uh, 790s, wasn't it, there you have? Yeah. 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 And w- so they, they came to uh, what we now know as uh, England, I presume, is it? And did they, go, they came to Ireland? Yeah. 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 You know, the Vikings who landed in Ireland, they would marry Irish people and uh, they would uh, raise families and that way. Yeah. yeah, and settle in. And they were very successful at, at, at doing that. So any more there, Ross? No, not really. That's it. So yeah. do, can you imagine setting off as a Viking in, in, in a ship to, yeah. to raid it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you'd like to be a Viking too, would you? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to wear the clothes and the furs and, and you'd be climbing, chasing people? And I, oh. think, I think he'd miss school too much. So he's oh, is that right? Yeah. Long. Okay. <laughs> So maybe we'll, we'll ask Mr. Moore, the <coughs> principal, can you be all become Vikings someday? Yeah. <laughs> so anything else? Uh, yeah, some, someone's going to compare, uh, going back to the book, compare what, uh, how Tom Crean and maybe would compare it to the Vikings. Oh, very good, some, some. Go ahead. Vikings compared to Tom Crean. Vikings explore to fly new land, to conquer and to find treasure. But Tom Crean just explores and discovers in the South Pole. Vikings are violent, but Tom Crean is non-violent. Oh, that's very interesting. Now, two very good points there. We picked up the violence. So you're you're saying that Tom Crean was a peaceful man, yes? Yeah. 
and he explored to gain knowledge, whereas the Vikings explored to plunder and to get riches and to get new foods or whatever. That's yeah. a very interesting comparison. Well done. That's interesting now. Mm-hmm. At, how did they travel, Mr. Bedford, do you know, the Vikings? Well, mainly wooden ships. Um, Sam has a little bit he's looked at, uh, the ships that the Vikings traveled by. Very good. And looking at the pictures uh, of Tom Green's ships and some of the Viking ships, they, there's very the similarities between Especially them. the journeys he made when they, they were going to Elephant Island. Yeah. You know, the Vi- so, Sam, tell us about what you learned. Vikings built fast ships for reading. They were called dragon ships or long ships. They had smaller ships for fishing short trips. Long ships could also travel in shallow water. Very good. So the long ships are the dragon ships. They they were their fighting ships. Is that yeah, right? and it would be important that they could go in the shallow water so they can go up rivers and they can ah. get into towns very quickly. Okay. You know. And so, I mean, these, but yet these ships had to travel long distances across oceans. So well, yeah. they were wonderful navigators also, yeah. you know, so they were really very advanced. We think them as savages, but <laughs> far from it. So, Sam, would you like to travel in one of those dragon boats? Yeah. Yeah. And would you like to wear furs and dressed as a Viking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you never know. We'll ask Mr. Moore again, will we? <laughs> yeah, one thing the boys did was they wrote a diary entry. And they imagined themselves as a Viking and oh. what it would be like to wake up uh, in Scandinavia and maybe a lot of them wrote about maybe their father was teaching them something or building a ship. It was really good. And is, would one of some of the boys like to share that? Or is Does anyone remember when it, this was maybe two I months remember. ago? But you remember what you wrote, Alex? Yeah, well, I wrote that like I would, I would have to wake up very early help my father with some things, like get everything ready. For like, I don't know, to go out and explore when we would come back, it would be, I don't know, we would like, if, if it was dark already, we would like sit around the fire and tell some stories and everything okay. then. Do you remember what a Viking story was called? What a saga. A saga, very Of course saga. I remember. All oh, right, so that word is, is we use it today now in our own language. So, um, so anything else, uh, uh, Ross? Um, one day when I was at my house, my me and my dad were looking for something and we came across this Viking book and wow. we started reading it. It was about this boy. His dad was like having a ship and at the very end of it, it had some stuff about the Battle of Kuntarf. Very good. And did you find that interesting? Yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah. So c- can you imagine being that, that boy, that Viking boy in the yeah. book? Yeah. And you mentioned about um, in your diary helping your dad uh, yeah. about the uh, the farm and so on. Would they have animals and chickens and? Uh, I wasn't talking about a farm. I was talking about helping like him launch the boats or something. All oh, right, but do you think that Get Vikings? Um, you, it was mentioned earlier on that there were um, farming people. Well, probably. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So, what animals do you think they would rear? Well, I'm not sure, but but I'm thinking definitely probably like. Uh, a sheep or something yeah. for the fur, like yeah. Well, mostly the, the, certainly pigs would be around because pigs yeah. could eat any waste that was left over, and it was a very. They said that you can eat everything of a pig except the squeal, <laughs> you know. So they were very uh, important um, uh, animals. So that's very interesting. That was a very good discussion, and everybody contributed. It was very good. So what we came out of that was the Vikings. There's the the link of of the Vikings and Tom Crean is very strong because they were explorers different times 
but they still had to fight, still had to deal with very difficult situations. Very harsh conditions. Very harsh yeah. conditions. And also that the boys would all love to be Vikings. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't like to meet you with Not your me. weapons. Maybe if Alex yeah. except, except his, Alex, uh, yeah. bring his laptop, he might be okay. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and your bike. Yeah, yeah, my laptop and my bike, then I'll be fine. Very good. Oh, I need TV. <laughs> bring that as well on your well, Xbox. If the Vikings were here at this day, they'd be using that technology too. So yep. you use what's available. So um, Would you go back if they had TV and laptops and all? Probably yes, but I'm <laughs> sure they don't. Yeah. Very good. Okay, so that was a great debate. So I want to thank Mr. Bedford and his boys from his third and fourth class. And I want to thank Alex, Shane, some, some, Sam, Kyle and Ross. And also uh, Killian, who was absent today. Oh, so poor Killian's not well, is he? Also, yeah. oh, we'll spend special regards to Killian also. So thank you very much indeed. Well, you're very welcome to St. David's Boys National School uh, on the Kilmore Road in Artane. And with me is Mr. Bedford. You're welcome, Mr. Bedford. And we've got some boys from your class, which is a mix of third and fourth. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And well, who we have today is we have Jack, we have Taylor, Sean, Aaron, Sean and Adam. You're very welcome, boys. Now, Mr. Bedford, can I ask you to introduce what you want to talk about today? Yeah, okay. So after reading the Iceman novel, uh, we all chose a topic. And this group has chosen uh, Antarctic life. Antarctic um, life. Some of the main animals we came across in the book were seals and penguins. Right. So Adam's just going to read a little snippet from the book. Um, and that will kind of introduce, introduce the it. And the book we're talking about now is Iceman, which is written by Michael Smith. And it's all about Tom Crean, that great man from Kerry, Anaskal, who was a great uh, explorer of the Antarctic. So, Adam, away you go. Food was the main concern. The men had plenty of hoosh and tinned food, but they needed to f- they needed fresh meat to save of the effects of scurvy. And the best hunters in the party went out onto the ice searching for seals or penguins to build up stocks of meat for the winter months when wildlife would mostly disappear. Seals were especially valuable because they carry blubber fat to keep, wa- to keep them warm when swimming in the freezing Antarct- Antarctic waters. When melted down, the blubber provi- provided fuel for the cooking stoves and lighting lamps. Any food was welcome. On one occasion, a three-metre, ten-foot sea leopard climbed onto the ice and tried to attack one of the sailors. The massive beast was shot and made ready for dinner. When the creature was cut open, the chef found seven whole, seven whole undigested fish inside its stomach. That night, the men also had fresh fish for dinner. The daily diet of fresh seal or penguin meat, which contains the necessary vitamin C, prevented them getting scurvy. But it had another unpleasant side effect. All the men became horribly constipated and were constantly breaking wind. Right. Now, that wouldn't be so pleasant, would it? Yeah. No. So we, whilst, whilst they were getting food, they had a side effect. Two side effects. Yeah. <laughs> so that wouldn't be so nice. So um, so the, that's very interesting. So the seals and the penguins, that's what they were mainly after. So anything else, uh, Mr. Bedford? Um, yeah, so Jack was going to talk next. Uh, Jack now, Jack, will you take up the story? Yeah, so me and Aaron here in the group, we did stuff on you know, facts. Um, 
So, yeah, well, okay, well, I, I, I see. Some? I'm looking at a lovely big, big yellow chart where that your project that the class uh, did together. Yeah, so they produced uh, loads of facts and lovely multicolored uh, papers. So would you read out some of them, Jack, for the listeners? Okay, so um, here's one of them. The emperor penguin breeds in the coldest environment of any bird species. The air temperatures may reach 40 40 degrees minus and wind speeds may reach 89 miles per hour which is 144 kilometers per hour which is really 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 fast really cold my goodness that's 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 some speed isn't it so you imagine trying to stand up in that yeah Uh, did you think did you ever experience high winds here not really not really yeah so and in the winter time if it's cold we feel very cold because of the wind can you imagine what it was like no, I can't imagine that. It's, oh, it's real. So well, give me another few facts there. Another one I have. Uh, grey seals are the largest, are larger than common seals. Um, penguins are very ter- territorial and protect uh, protect their eggs. Oh, so very good. Aaron, do you want to say something? Only female penguins go to hunt for like food and uh and uh, like they only uh, only the females go to search for their f- for the food, while uh, the male is like setting up a nest or something really? for the other female. Oh, yeah. very good. So the women go off to more work. Yeah. They say they run the world, don't they? Yeah. They're great. So anything else? Uh, no. You could maybe tell Aaron. Do you remember we watched the video about oh, the criminal penguins? Maybe there the was oh. a video called a criminal penguin. And uh, we watched a video, and it was about uh, one uh, penguin started making a nest. The other, another one, who, there was another one who was making a nest, and one of them kept coming over to the other person's nest, uh, while the other one wasn't lo- looking, and kept bringing it over to their nests. Oh, he was stealing the stones. It's called criminal penguins. It's criminal oh, and was he? Was was there any uh, penguin police to uh, to arrest him? No. No. <laughs> so he was he, he was cute now, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 He was. Um, using his head to cut down his workload. Very good. Thank you very much, Aaron. Right. Uh, what else, Mr. Bedford, would so you like? So, Sean, uh, this was something that I hadn't heard of before. Krill. Uh, very Krill, small yes. Fish. So, Sean has, has learned yeah. a bit about that. Sean, okay. Yeah. I learned about, like, that krill. Are, they're most important for some of the large animals, like birds, seals, and whales. And whales particularly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they're also the cause of some animals to migrate. Oh, they follow the krill, is it? Yeah, it's also the cause of some animals to migrate. Uh-huh. And there's something here about seals as well. Yeah, so and it says many species of seals are in jeopardy of extinction. Oh, and can you, have you an idea why? Um, maybe climate change. Climate change, very good. And maybe maybe a bit of pollution, perhaps. But yeah. climate change, I suppose, yeah. And maybe so hunting as well. And overfishing and overhunting. For example, if you have an animal that needs to live in very cold weather, cold conditions, and the temperature goes up, like fish, for example, will, will migrate because the temperature gets uh, yeah. too warm. So krill is extremely important for whales because they open their mouths and they sort of, they, they, they screen they have a sort of a mesh inside their big modes and that's what they, they, they live on so yeah. if the krill moves the, the whales have to move and if the krill dies they're in trouble yeah. yeah another reason why krill are very important whales can swallow mainly other like the passage of the neck which goes to the stomach is extremely small it's about a, a foot wide it's very so good. they can't swallow much so bigger things compared to the, the size of their bodies yeah very good so they yeah. can't swallow much bigger things so they so catch they this to, krill and they can yeah. di- they can swallow it oh very they good eat krill and smaller animals yeah I didn't know that now so you you learn something every day so 
So we've covered uh, a couple of topics there now. Any more facts on that fabulous project you have, I see in front of me? Anybody else? Did you have one, Aaron, that you haven't read yet? Uh, oh. oh, yeah. Unlike uh, whales and dolphins, seals give birth on land. Oh, very good. And so, and the males, you said earlier, look after the eggs and the female goes off and hunts. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, so Taylor has a good uh, newspaper article uh, somebody brought in there. Uh, was that you, Jack? Yeah, it was me. He brought into the class and it's just about uh, Tom Crean and what they ate on Christmas Day. Oh, very good. So uh, Taylor, will you read that out for me, please? So when they didn't have the dried penguin and seal meat, they had to eat this thing called hoosh, which was... Um, and like a paste, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, meat paste. Meat paste, so, yeah. And to spice it up, they would put curry powder in it. Oh, lovely. So it wouldn't be that nice. So they wanted to give themselves a tree for Christmas. So they went and hunted for a dried penguin and seal me. So that was, can you imagine for your Christmas dinner, what would you normally have on Christmas Day? Like ham and turkey. And turkey. So they had boiled penguin. That's yeah. not so nice. But it, were, were, were it was for them. For the them, they were very glad. Go ahead, Jack. Like Adam said, that the penguin and seal meat gave them constipation. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> it wasn't the nicest thing as well. But I could, they kind of had to eat it. You had to eat it to survive. So, so keep scurvy away. Yeah, like exactly. That's a dreadful disease. Yeah. So anybody else want to talk about the project? I see... Um, I see. How about you, Sean? So Sean just had uh, information there on one of the birds in the Antarctic. Oh, really? Okay. Um, there's these birds called sheepbills, and they're the only birds in Antarctica that don't have web- webbed feet. That's an interesting one. And they are scavengers eating anything they can find along the shore. Okay. So what were they called again? Sheepbills. Sheepbills. And they've, they don't have webbed they're the only ones in the Antarctic that don't have web yeah, I'd love to know why <laughs> so very thank you Sean well done so Mr Bedford so we've covered some interesting topics there so the boys have done a, a great project and you'll hang that in your, your oh, the classroom yeah very good so people can see it so and are there any other facts that I could there's piles of stuff on that uh, sheet uh, Jack is there anything else you can read out for us I still have a few things good man to say um I've got stuff like some polar animals have evolved to survive in the the deep cold um, while others, such as birds and whales, migrate long distances while uh, each summer, uh, drawn by the abundant food supply or the ideal nesting grounds. In oh, the so, so, so some of the animals will go and follow the food while the yeah, others migrate. change and, and develop to yeah. meet the new circumstances. Yeah, whales will migrate long, far distances, like to Hawaii. They'll go Huge to, distances, and thousands and birds, thousands of miles. I don't know, yeah. I'm not sure where they go, yeah. they just go different places. Like One of the things Africa. that struck me reading the book, talking about temperatures and conditions, that they were talk, talking about the summer months, but the summer months could be minus 30 degrees. <laughs> minus yeah, 30. Yeah. I mean, in Ireland, what temperature would we get in the winter, would you think? Uh, really cold. I don't know, maybe minus 10. Uh, well, no, that would that, no, that'd be... That'd be, be extreme uh, for Extreme Ireland, for... Yeah, maybe, maybe minus 5. Yeah, that, yeah even That'd be that, real cold. Yeah, so it's a very, very n- yeah. nasty place. Um, Taylor. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you a fact. Penguins can't fly because they're too fat. 
They can't fly. There's a good one now, but they they, they have sort of wings, small they wings. Have flippers. Flippers. So they can but they swim. Can, they they can can oh, they're great fast. swimmers. So why they? do you think they are so fat? Why are they so bulky? They blubbery. Loads of fish or something. I don't know. Yeah. Jack. Because um, I I don't know if this is true or not. Do you want to finish? Yeah. I'm gonna say because they have to have for the blubber. They have mm-hmm. to have the fat to protect. Very good. So, uh, Sean. Yeah, I think I know why they can't fly because they because of all the blubber on them. Maybe because of all the blubber. Because on them. They, and, uh, uh, Jack used a phrase a while ago called evolve, which means to change and develop. So maybe they could millions of years ago perhaps but their yeah. conditions are such that yeah. they decided that they would the 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 wings would change and they would develop uh, to, to lay down yeah. layers of fat to protect themselves very good um aaron the fat would usually be there so like to protect them from the cold water because like it would have been like minus 40 degrees or something so like they yeah. needed a uh, uh, load of blubber to keep themselves warm and right. like stop them from freezing yeah. Can you imagine falling into the water at minus 40 or minus 10? Can you imagine? Oh, you dreadful. I probably, I think uh, this might be a reason if they ever did fly, like up uh, in the air in Antarctic, there's not much food. So under, under, in the sea, there's probably more food for them to eat. Very good. They're good swimmers as well. So that's that's probably the better. And also there are very, very high winds. So yeah, so be, be, be they'd be blowing them around. Exactly. So the, the, you use yeah. the phrase evolve. That's a very good example of evolution, how things change. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Aaron? Uh, it would be, wouldn't it be around uh, like minus three degrees on uh, Christmas Day? In Ireland? Yeah. So it, it's, yeah, yeah, it can be. Yeah, but it, it yeah. Every Christmas, my mum jumps into the into the sea and she has to like, she jumps into the sea and she and like when she gets out, she's freezing. So she's so like every day for fun, she jumps into the sea and there's like a group of people. She has to wait in a really long line. And they all and then run eventually in. she just jumps into the into the sea with a friend or a friend or two. And the and the water it would yeah it would be like freezing yeah but it would be nothing like the water down in the Antarctic yeah. sure it wouldn't but can you imagine how cold it is so can you if you and part yeah, of the book we read was where Probably one around. of the books you remember or one of the boats broke free and can anyone remember what Tom Green had to do was it Elephant Island no that uh, was, was South Georgia, that was South Georgia. Georgia. and and it, he ra- had to run into the freezing water to save the boat to save the boat yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. The, 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 the name off. escapes me at the moment and remember the, the there was a big wave and yeah. the, the rudder was damaged which so meant that they couldn't they sail couldn't around South Georgia and they had to go over it was an incredible journey yeah. so the, the, it, but we're talking again about the environment and the weather and so on Sean yeah, I know something about when they were on Elephant Island they had to flip a boat over and go under for a shelter for shelter absolutely they yeah. had to flip it over yeah. for a shelter so I mean the wind and the storm it was ab- it's hard to imagine because we think we have a, a storm here it's nothing compared to what those poor men had to put up with and they had to break all stuff off the the boat that they put upside down to put it on the other boat to go to South Georgia very good to strengthen it wasn't yeah. it and to even give up some of their sleeping bags to roll them up yeah. and that's right and that's right I have another fact seals have sent us sensitive whiskers that help detect prey in dirty waters oh like um antennae that they pick up very good yeah, like very good and jack i don't really know why i'm bringing this up but it's through ant life and um, when they were stuck in the wet sea 
um, they were like stuck in the ice. Like a lot of them had pets. Like uh, Tom Crean was uh, in charge of the dogs. That's right. So that he made a lot of dog lures, and one of them gave birth to three pups. Correct. But they, they had to like shoot them for the food. So yeah, I, eventually. And they were caught. And remember, the the endurance was caught, wasn't it? The endurance, yeah. And there was spent nearly two years. On the ice. They were caught and they couldn't land. It was dreadful, absolutely dreadful. So the poor animals had to be slaughtered because there was no food for them. Yeah, or on his first his first uh, uh, ship to Antarctica, um, with Robert Falcon Scott. I think it was called Discovery. Was it correct? He had a rabbit. He snuck on board and had sixteen pups. That's right. Yeah. Oh, whatever rabbit yeah. babies are called, I don't know. Now, you mentioned there about the, the, the dogs. Um, Captain Scott brought some dogs on the first journey, yeah. but he also, what other animal did he bring to carry the, uh, to carry uh, <laughs> luggage and so on? Sean? Uh, he brought uh, Tom Crane, he, br- he brought his pony called Bones. The ponies. And, and then they were traveling on them and they were getting and the pony he was getting weak and they had to kill him for food and why do you think the ponies they came from a part of china they're very hardy animals but why do you think did the ponies not work in the antarctic because it was really really cold but also there was snow and ice so yeah, the animals was. could 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 find it hard to get purchase um aaron what do you some of the men like kept on getting a frostbite on their feet because it was like freezing so, uh, like, their feet were all getting, like, really sick. So they, I think one of the men, they had to chop his foot off. They did, yeah. His toes yeah. off, yeah, because it was a yeah. frostbite. Um, so, uh, thank you very much, um, uh, Jack, Adam, Taylor, Sean, Aaron and Sean. And, of course, Mr. Bedford from the boys from third and fourth class. So that was a very enjoyable discussion and we hope you all enjoyed it. So thank you very much. This programme was made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland.